0: Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk today about what may be driving your life what may be driving your life. As you know, motives absolutely matter, but a lot of times subconscious drivers are what's actually driving our life. And while that made sense while we were young, when we were children, maybe what we learned to do to survive, for example, that might not make sense and it might make it way more difficult than it needs to be when we're adulting. So today, what I do with a lot of my clients is we dive deep. We get to the root of things so that we can be transformed. We definitely partner with God and bring God in because we are not just about self-development and personal development. We absolutely know that we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives in order to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. One of the exercises that I do is I talk about the six human needs. This might be something that you've heard before. This might be something that you're hearing for the first time. So what I recommend is for sure share this podcast, but also take some notes. There's something that happens when you actually write down what you are learning. Your brain remembers. (laughs) So it is so important to actually write down what we're going to cover today. Okay. Now, no matter who you are in the world, or what you do, there's a common force that's driving and shaping all your emotions and actions. It determines the quality of our lives and ultimately, our destinies. These primal needs have been encoded into our nervous system over centuries. And although each of us is a unique and special soul, we're all wired in very much the same way. It's crazy. So there are six human needs, and these are fundamental drives within each of us that compel us forward in a quest to experience a life of meaning. This is something that we all desire. We all want to live a meaningful life, right? There's no conscious effort necessary. Our will to satisfy these primal needs is automatic. So I'm going to walk you through these needs today, and I recommend writing down the ones that you think are your top, but we'll go through that in a second. So the first need is for certainty. Everybody wants stability about their basic necessities, food, shelter, and other material resources. When people cannot control their physical circumstances, they may seek certainty through a state of mind, such as faith or a positive outlook on life. But certainty is a huge driver for a lot of people. Number two, and quite the opposite, is uncertainty and variety. So people have a need to change their state, to exercise their body and emotions. Therefore, they seek variety through a number of means, different stimuli, a change of scene, That's why we see a lot of people want to go on vacations, right? Physical activity, mood swings, entertainment, food, alcohol, right? People want some variety. They need some uncertainty in their lives, all right? Number three is significance. Everybody, doesn't matter who you are, everybody needs to feel special and important in some way people will seek significance through obtaining recognition from others or from themselves when people feel insignificant they may make them feel they may make themselves feel significant by getting angry that actually makes them feel powerful and significant others might try to feel significant due to the size or complexity of their problems so interesting so significance is a big driving need. Number four, connection and love. Humans need to feel connected with someone or something, a person, an ideal, a value, a habit, an identity. Connection may take the form of love or it may be created by a sense of belonging or a spiritual sense. Like any of the six human needs, people can fulfill their need for connection and love in positive or negative ways. Number five is growth. Everything. I really learned this when I went through my professional life coaching certification years ago, but there was a core value that said we're either growing or we're dying. And I remember thinking that, woof, that's brutal, but it's so, so true. We're either evolving or we're not right? And, and we're here to grow. We're here to evolve. So everything is either growing or dying. It doesn't matter how much money you have, how many people acknowledge you or what you've achieved. Unless you feel like you're growing, you'll be unhappy and unfulfilled. And lastly, number six is contribution. We all have a deep need to go beyond ourselves and to live a life that serves the greater good. In the moments that we do this, we experience true joy and fulfillment. Contribution is the ultimate secret to the joy that so many people wish to have in their lives. Okay? So these are the six human needs. And all humans (laughs) are consistently seeking to meet these needs. But we all tend to value two or more than the rest of them. So for example, someone who values certainty most will live a radically different life than someone who values uncertainty and variety. Similarly, someone who focuses on significance most will interact with others very differently than someone whose number one need is for connection or love. All right, so once you understand what's truly driving you, you'll unlock the answers that create lasting change in any area of your life. It is mind boggling. So much breakthrough comes from this, okay? So takeaway here, all behavior, whether it's positive, negative, neutral, is simply an attempt to get your needs met okay and when you see that in yourself and in other people that can take some of the offense and resentment out of it and there's always a way to fulfill a need the skill lies in finding a sustainable way to fill fill it the skill lies in finding a sustainable way to fulfill it and in a way that gives you more pleasure than pain okay so what you want to do or what I want to encourage you to do rather (laughs) is take a look at the needs, write them all out. Certainty, uncertainty and variety, growth, contribution, love and connection, significance. Write them all out. And for each of the needs, capture all of the positive and negative ways you try to meet these needs. Okay? So for example, you might work out or lift some weights as it gives you total certainty in your body. On the other hand, some people might overeat as a way to calm themselves down and feel certain, right? These are different ways to get your need for certainty met. So what you want to do for all of the needs, write them down. You can even do it on a different sheet of paper, but you want to write down for certainty the positive ways you get your needs met and the negative ways you get your certainty needs met. For uncertainty and variety, positive, negative. Significance, positive, negative. Connection and love, positive and negative just so you have a clear picture of how you are currently getting your needs met. And what what might make sense too is labeling them so you can see what two needs are currently driving your experience. Okay, So of the six needs, after you write down the positive and negative, which two have you been valuing most? which two have you been valuing most, okay? Then what you'll do is you'll answer this next question. What are the consequences of valuing those needs in that order? Okay, because when we choose one thing, right, there is a consequence of doing that, good or bad. So what are the consequences of valuing those needs in that order? And I'll give you an example here in a second. What do your top two needs need to be now for your life to transform? Because when we change what's driving us, we change how we show up and the results that we get. So what two needs need to be your top needs for your life to transform? And if you made that change, what would transform in your life? If you made that change, what would transform in your life? So I will give you, an example from my own life experience, because I'm definitely an expert in that. All right, I used to be driven by two things. I used to be driven by certainty and by significance, okay? So as a young person, I learned that my life was very uncertain. I was raised in a home where alcoholism was present. I was raised in a home where there was a lot of chaos and a lot of turbulence. And a lot of things that were just uncertain. So, my driving need to feel safe and feel secure, which I did not feel, was to make things certain, right? I learned that if I performed in school or if I performed as an athlete or if I didn't cause a problem, right? If I didn't have any negative attention on me, I could create some level of certainty in my experience. Things would at least unfold in a way that I could predict. So I (laughs) tried to control everything in my life experience to create predictable circumstances and experiences for myself because everything else seemed like too much to handle and process. So I programmed my being to be certain. But if I dug behind that, the motive was to feel safe and secure and to feel loved (laughs) and to feel connected right i either wanted positive praise on myself or no attention because the negative would be too much to bear right so i was driven by fear by feeling unstable by feeling unsafe so in order to feel safe or to experience quote unquote love (laughs) i needed certainty in my life okay now the other need was significance i wanted to feel special i wanted to feel important i did not feel that way okay but i began to find out if i perform well on a test or if i you know got a top score in a gymnastics meet or you know if i won a race whatever it might be i would get attention i would feel special i would feel significant i would feel valued right? I would feel like my life matters. And that was a big deal because there was such a deep wounding in me, such a sense of unworthiness that I needed to feel significant. It was driving my behavior. If I could just figure out a way to achieve, to do, to accomplish, then I would feel significant. So a lot of my life was driven to feel certain and to feel significant. Now, if you play out that movie... (laughs) You might have seen this movie before. You might have lived this movie before. Ultimately, fear was driving my life. Anxiety was something that I constantly lived in every day. Frustration, overwhelm, stress. It became really normal. I became a very high-energy person because I was doing so much in any given day to feel certain and significant. There was so much that I had to do to maintain that reality that lifestyle. And eventually I could not keep that up. I eventually started to self-destruct and this happened in college that this really started happening for me when my outlet started to be removed, right? When I wasn't experiencing the same fulfillment from athletics or when I started to be unsure about what I was here to do and what I should be studying in order to quote unquote, make it in the world, right? My world starting to fall apart because I had so many more questions and things that I couldn't answer. So many more things that were uncertain and out of control. So many more ways that I did not even feel significant. So my world started falling apart and I started deteriorating. I really started to struggle. Okay. Now, What I will say is when I changed the needs that were driving my life consciously, intentionally, which is really just me deciding to change my programming, I started to radically experience a different quality of life. And for me, this really happened by putting God at the center of my life. Okay, so for example, I had learned conditional love in my life. If you do this, then you'll be loved. If you don't do this, then love will be withheld or you might be punished. Okay, so I learned that love was conditional. A lot of us learn that. I'm not special in that way. All right, but I also knew that I didn't know God. Therefore, I didn't know God's love. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, if I don't know the author of love, how am I going to love myself and therefore actually love people? Because what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to act. I didn't want to fake it. I didn't want to just be useful. I didn't want to just please people. My heart wounds drove that behavior in me, but I don't want to do that. I actually want to be love, right? And give love. And I can't do that if I don't know what it is. So that drove me developing a relationship with God. I was determined to experience a relationship with God by personal experience and also come to know God's love and be healed by it, transformed by it, and also be able to give that love to myself and give that to other people, which is, for the record, a daily practice, okay? Now, I will say when I started developing this relationship with God, I started to recognize a couple of things. I started to become very clear that I didn't live in the world from a place of trust, Okay, I lived in the world from a place of fear, anxiety, doubt, unbelief, (laughs) miserable, all the while putting a smile on my face, right? Now, when I started developing a sense of trust, and I'll give you scriptures that help me do that, when I started developing a sense of trust and safety and security, right then i felt confident then i felt secure then i felt loved then i felt connected now with those needs being met i was driven to meet different needs the the needs that i actually wanted in my life my top two needs Change. And because I was pursuing getting different needs met, I showed up as a different person in the world, okay? So some of the scriptures that I really started studying and had to actually build belief around, I had to program new belief into my being and build faith around these. One, Philippians 4.19, my God will supply every need of mine according to his riches, and glory in Christ Jesus, which means I don't need to figure out all of the ways to provide for myself. I don't have to always even know how provision will come. Yes, there's a part that I'm going to play, right? But if I'm trusting God and if I'm taking divinely inspired actions and showing up and doing the best that I know to do, right, and walking in obedience, then I can trust that God's going to supply my needs, Okay, and the things that I can't figure out, he's got. So that became a huge one. God's not going to supply my needs according to worldly standards or what's available in my circumstances or in my bank account or in the world. He's going to supply my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ. Different, okay? So as I started getting a revelation of that in my being, I started developing more trust and more safety and more security and stability, right? matthew six twenty five says therefore i tell you do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink not about your body what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing now i'll tell you <laughs> my whole life used to be about worrying about this and being anxious about everything If you've listened to the podcast for any period of time, you know that I call this future tripping. (laughs) I would constantly freak out about where things were going to come from, how I was going to make this happen. If that didn't happen, then how was I going to make sure that this happened, right? I was constantly anticipating things not going well and having eight backup plans, okay? So I was anxious all over the place, and I just thought that was normal, that that's how you're supposed to show up. Everybody lives like this, right? It's not normal, friend, and we're actually not supposed to be tripping about all that. So this was a hard one. I had to keep praying for God to help me with this. But you can imagine, if you're not constantly freaking out in anxiety, you free up a ton of energy to be focusing on creating the solutions that you're here to create, which I was not doing in worrying, okay? Psalm 37.4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, I had this backwards. (laughs) I was trying to go make all the desires of my heart happen without delighting myself in the Lord. So this promise is conditional, right? Delight yourself in the Lord and. So I had to learn how to start flipping this. Okay, I'm gonna start by delighting myself in the Lord. And I actually don't know how to do that. So I'm at least gonna start developing my relationship with God and reading his word because I know he values that, right? So I'm going to start connecting with God and that will turn into delight by faith, right? Matthew 6:32 and 33 says, "For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you." Interesting. So I was like a Gentile, seeking after all the things rather than seeking after God and his righteousness, okay? So by faith, I had to start applying these promises of God. And as I started doing that with the power of the Holy Spirit as well, really partnering with God, I started to notice my needs were being met. So the needs that I was pursuing or that were driving my behavior changed. So my new needs turned into... And I'll walk you through this here in a second. My new needs turned into contribution. So I was driven to contribute and really live a life that serves the greater good. Now, I was not doing that as I was only focusing on scarcity and poverty and living from an orphan spirit, okay? I was only focusing on getting my own needs met in ways that I could come up with by leaning on my own understanding. Now is my needs for safety and security and trust and love. As those were being met and I started having belief in those areas, then I had something to give and I was actually driven to contribute with me. Now my second need became growth because I so, even to this day, I value growing. Even if you look at what I invest in, a lot of my investments are around my personal growth, or contribution. Truly, if you look at my bank statements, that's what it'll show you. So I am constantly wanting to grow. That's where I find so much happiness and fulfillment is in growing and getting breakthroughs and helping other people experience that in their own lives. Okay, So different though, when your motive to grow is to evolve and to contribute right? If I only wanted to grow to compete, (laughs) right? That's a very different driver. So at any rate, taking a look at this, if I were to walk through the questions, which two needs had I been valuing most? I had been valuing certainty and significance, okay? And the consequences of valuing those needs in that order was that I was stressed out, and living in constant fear and anxiety. I had many sleepless nights. I was more susceptible to illness. I had lower immunity. I was stressed out. I was super serious. I was controlling and manipulative in a lot of ways. Like if it weren't my outcome or my way, I would start getting upset about something or think something was terribly wrong in the world. If I didn't perform well, I would get really uh, hurt and start criticizing myself and the inner critic in my mind got really really loud there were so many consequences i didn't have a lot of love and connection in my life and a lot of strong relationships it was just miserable okay i was constantly busy and distracted all right now what top two needs do you need for your life to transform so this wasn't my reality Right at one point, but I had to decide the needs that I was going to program myself to live from in order to experience a different quality of life and to get different outcomes in my life. Okay, so for my life to transform, I needed to start valuing contribution and growth. Okay, because if I lived this very black or white thinking, this all or nothing thinking, then failure would be so destructive to me. Or making a mistake would be the end of the world, right? But if I have a growth mindset or value growth, there's really no such thing as failure or or mistakes, right? Everything is an opportunity to learn and to evolve, okay? Or to grow more like Christ. Okay. So it's a very different way to show up. Or with contribution, I had to start believing that I had something to contribute, right? (laughs) When you actually believe that you have something to contribute, some value to add, some solution to a problem, you look for opportunities to give and to contribute. And I wasn't doing that. I was looking for needs to be met and would get upset when they weren't. So flipping that model is what needed, what I needed for my life to transform. As you can imagine, if I'm only looking for opportunities to give, And to grow, I start actually having and enjoying my life just by changing what I'm pursuing, okay? And then if I made that change, what would transform in my life? The amount of peace and contentment that I live in changes in my life. The amount of love that I experience just from giving it changes in my life. The quality of relationships that I have in my life changes. The meaning that I have in my life greatly increases. The amount of energy that I have changes. So many things transform in my life when those values change. Hopefully you're seeing that. Now another difference, I've seen this one happen with lots of folks, driven by significance (laughs) and certainty. Okay, This can look like somebody constantly trying to people please, somebody constantly trying to be useful, somebody constantly trying to perform for other people so that they might be significant in their eyes. It turns into this chameleon-like nature where I'm just constantly trying to show up and make sure that people perceive me in this light. And when they don't, the whole world falls apart, right? And then certainty, as you can imagine, nothing is certain in the world, okay? So if you're constantly driven by certainty, that can start to feel really heavy too, right? Just throw this person in a pandemic and you can imagine what happens to them. Their world starts falling apart because they don't feel significant and they can't control anything. With me? Because basically what starts to happen is when we have these needs, we assign different rules to them, as you saw, positive or negative for getting them met, okay? And we might have healthy ways to get them met and negative ways to get them met. Now, In terms of programming, it's what you just do over and over and over again, and that determines, again, the quality of your life. So today, (laughs) this is a deep exercise, and I recommend if you want to go deeper on this and if you want some personal coaching in your life, visit juliannapage.com to explore the coaching program that is right for you. But what I recommend doing with this exercise is be non-judgmental, so there's no judgment. This is not good, bad, this is not right or wrong. This is a way that you can look at yourself from an unbiased perspective and see, okay, these, these needs that are actually driving my life, are they truly what I want to have driving my life? What are the consequences of having those needs there? And if I want my life to transform, what needs need to be first? And if those are first, then how does my life actually transform? This gives you a ton of power. And of course, there's so much you can do to go deeper on this as well. But this can just help you see, is what's driving your life, what you actually want To be driving your life? Is it going to point you or drive you to the outcomes that you're after? Is it going to help you become the person God has given you glimpses of becoming? Is it going to help you become that next level version of you? Is it going to help you achieve whatever that desire is that he's given you? Or does something need to change? And if you change that, how would your life be different? This is removing blame and shame from your life and putting authority and power back in your hands. You don't have to be driven by subconscious beliefs, okay? You actually can be very conscious or awake and intentional, and you can include prayer in this. Ask God to help reveal to you what should be driving your life. Growing in that. So for example, I have talked about making love what you master in, right? What if you did that? That might change your life completely. And for example, if your desire for love and connection became a driver for your life, the interesting thing about this is you experience love by giving love, right? I I experience love by being loving. I experience connection by connecting. Right. So it puts you at the authority of your life rather than waiting for other people to love you or to connect with you. You don't decide to take a back seat. You decide to partner with God and get these outcomes that he's put in your heart, these desires in your heart. Right. There's a scripture that talks about God's glory will be revealed in us through us. So a lot of things that we want, quote unquote, or desire, God wants to reveal them in us and through us. So for example, if you want more love, be more loving. Look for opportunities to love. If you want more connection, look for opportunities to connect. Put that on your calendar as something to do. With me, if you want to contribute, come up with a list of the ways that you can contribute this month, this week, today start programming that behavior in you. If you're not good at it, it's okay, right? Again, this is no judgment because all this means is that you haven't been focusing on maybe an area that you do actually value and that you do want the fruit of in your life. If you want different fruit, you've got to sow differently. You've got to value different Things you have to value things differently if you want a different year. 2022 will be no different if you keep doing the same things and expect a different result. All right, all right, guys, this is a deep message, a powerful one, but I hope you're taking a nugget and it's going in your mind right now. (laughs) Again, if you want to go deeper, I would be honored, it would be a privilege to walk the journey of personal growth with you, spiritual development with you to just radically change your life. I'm here for it. Visit julianapage.com to find out more about that. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? I even offer free gifts for people that do that. So here's the thing. If you subscribe, if you comment and leave a rating, email info at julianapage.com and screenshot that you subscribed and I will send you a free gift, okay? So you get a free gift if you subscribe. It's also such a blessing to be able to share this with other people. It might be a message that you're thinking about somebody in your head. Don't just think about it, actually go the extra step and contribute, share with them. All right, all right guys, until next time, stay blessed.